let's talk about sex. So here we are a year into Sexy Marriage Radio, you know, well into a year of doing Sexy Marriage Radio. Imagine that. Yeah, hard to believe that how, <laughs> how quickly things go by. But I, it made me start thinking, you know, of, okay, we've covered a lot of ground. You know, we've, we've done some stuff on oral. We've done some stuff on that no, no M word. Or is it an okay masturbation, by the way? Not yeah, not marriage. they're all about um, marriage. Yeah, no, marriage is a good thing. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we've covered lots of high desire, low desire. Yeah. Blessed few, dysfunctional, functional section, all these kinds of different things. And I got to I got to realize in you know in a conversation I was having with Pam the other day that it, it's interesting because Gina you and I you know we, we represent forty plus years of marriage we're not married to each other mm-hmm. and yet we both I think and I don't want to speak completely for you but I think we <laughs> both have fairly vanilla marriages you know they're good hmm. But I look at I look at my I'll, I'll personalize it. And by the way, this is Sexy Marriage Radio with Corey Allen and Gina Paris, <laughs> and we are glad you're here. And you just get to kind of listen in today because we're just gonna I'm just gonna keep going. I got some stuff on my mind, so it, it just seems like you know, I in, in my life and in my, especially in my married life, which is the only place sex has existed for me, is. I'm fairly erotically challenged overall, fairly, fairly vanilla overall. Does that always equal a challenge? A challenge in what way? I don't, if, if it's, is Pam satisfied or is there a part of you going, hmm, I think she's a little bored. I need to get past vanilla. No, I think it's, I think it comes and goes that, you know, there's, there's times overall, I think, depending on the state, either one of us is in, we would say overall sexual satisfaction's fairly good. High. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah fair, but not off the charts, but, but good, you know, because long ago I realized the importance of quality, not quantity. Hmm. You know, I used to typical guy. It was all about the amount of sex I wasn't having was my focus. And it didn't matter if the sex sucked, <laughs> you know, if it was just ridiculously bad. <laughs> it's sex. As a, good sex is like pizza. Pizza, right. <laughs> you know, you know? <laughs> um, but it, it, it was one of those that, okay, we shifted probably about 10 years ago, right along the lines when I was in grad school and doing some of the sexuality courses and different things I had to do as part of my degree. We shifted into okay, there's a whole lot more at play. There's a whole lot more going on than just physical and functional. There's deeper levels and there's deeper meanings and there's there's deeper nuances. And so all of that started to shift into quality is what really matters, not do we have it every day or, hey, we missed a day or we missed a week or, you know, it was just one of those like the schedule went away and it, get, it got to more, how how can we make these even more meaningful and more impactful? Right. Well, and as a side note to that point, typically that's a really encouraging discovery for women who tend to be low desire and so overwhelmed at the thought that their husband wants sex every day. So they're overwhelmed from the start. Like, oh, I'll never mm-hmm. be able to please this guy. When in reality, 
um, usually would, people can come together a little bit more that way and find a lot more satisfaction on from both husbands and wives when when the engagement is fully there it, then less often can be equally satisfying so right. that's encouraging because it comes down to how you define satisfying right you know it comes down to how you define what you're looking for out of the encounters and it's not necessarily the amount i mean that that's still important but it's sure. it's more okay i want some of these to be very meaningful i want some of these to really have the follow connection kind of sex that happens right. rather than a script and and so i got to thinking you know because i'm in the mood in the mode mode of launching a new product with simple marriage um called sex on sundays which targets couples that have just kind of reached a plateau or non-existent or just want to spice up sex and so it's just a there's a his course there's a her course and then eventually there will be an ours course and so it's got you know i'm in this mode of i'm riding on sex a whole lot lately <laughs> the past two <laughs> weeks that's everything i've been riding on and, and researching and and compiling and and so it's it's easy to then start to apply that to your own life and like okay how am i living that and and i get to then jump into the okay how are our sexy marriage radio listeners living that because mm -hmm. we get emails you know at sure. feedback at sexy marriage of hey help with this or you know actually we just got an email this week that was really cool of we took your <laughs> advice and it was and it worked i love that you know, we were able when to they asked, yeah change some you know reframe the stress level and and kind of look at things differently and they tried some different things and it worked really well. So our shows yeah. and our ideas work, which I love that. That's good. So I'm just sitting there thinking, I, I bet our listeners, I, I know I'm not alone and, and Pam and I are not alone in being on a journey towards more eroticism. Yeah. You know, it, that's interesting because a lot of people, I think it, there's such a time of stress right now. That a lot of people are on a journey to just survival. Yeah, yeah. They want to just be. They want to reach the functional level of sex. <laughs> yeah. So for some people listening, their spouse, they're like, "Hey, this erotic journey sounds awesome to me." Unfortunately, my spouse is in survival mode. They're so stressed out all the time. Okay. So, but I'm gonna I'm gonna posit that you don't have to hit fu functional sex all the time before you can tap into erotical erotical exactly. sex erotical is erotical erotical. even a world mm -hmm. I, don't, I, don't I don't know think it's it sounds like a, a, a new dance song <laughs> erotical maybe but I, I mean i think that they are they're not mutually exclusive i think you can work on them simultaneously i think that they're because it's part of what makes us us it's part of what makes humans humans because of the prefrontal cortex in our in our mind that has evolved and is designed far beyond any other species on the planet that allows us to make meaning out of things. I mean, that's the huge, that's the biggest difference between us and every other species is we can make meaning out of the things we do in our life. We don't just have sex for procreation purposes. We have sex for pleasure. Or, so, or reckless or reckless situations for those with the underdeveloped pre, <laughs> prefrontal cortex. Fair enough. There's always the other extreme, but we can, because of that, it makes what we do in our lives matter. It makes what we do in our lives more meaningful. It makes, we're not just robotic. You know, I absolutely agree. And we're not just biologically driven. 
You know, it's not just, well, baby, it's been a couple of days. I've got so much testosterone built up. It's time to have sex. You know, it's none of that. It's, I want to experience some great things with you. Are you interested? You know, and so I think we can maybe, I want to do a show on how do you up the eroticism? How do you, words to the erotically challenged? Words to the erotically challenged. Because I think all of us have that little memories of great encounters mm-hmm. in, with our spouse. You know, vacation sex usually comes to mind. Sure. You've, you've referenced several times that some of the things Paul would do that would help get you in the mood would be kind of take you back in your mm-hmm. mind to the time we were on the beach and remember my muscles were bulging and I was <laughs> massaging, you know, I, <laughs> all those different things that, you know, and I, and I know that works with Pam that we can remember things that we've done together and that usually ups her interest. But also how do you, I think we all have a ceiling of, okay, now I've crossed the threshold and I'm uncomfortable with what we're talking about, or I'm not too sure about what you're wanting to do or so how do you deal with that? Yeah. Embrace that uncomfortableness because that's that's where you grow that's why some people find themselves attracted to things sexually that are very dysfunctional because at least they were uncomfortable enough to create some erotic energy so if you are find yourself uncomfortable facing intimacy with your own mate then that's really great to channel for a higher level of just excitement right so maybe change the way you look at it from oh, this is uncomfortable, I'm going to shut down and back off. Instead, open that up and explore that and say, wow, you know, I'm coming closer to you. I'm, I'm moving into you. I'm going to see this new part of you that you're willing to share with me. And let's open up and go there. Right. Because, And I think it can start within the moment because we all have – scripts that we seem to follow or routines that we seem to follow when it comes to sex you know it it happens a certain way foreplay happens a certain way and the actual sexual intercourse or the encounter whatever it may be happens a certain way Mm -hmm. but what about if you change that pattern to as soon as it's unfolding take note in your own awareness and in your own self on where are you Mm-hmm. in the situation where are you in the connection where are you together in that moment and say so and be present you know look your spouse in the eye mm-hmm. now that's the one thing lots of people don't do right you know they disconnect actually during sex odd yeah and that, that is odd and that's a it, i think that's easy to do i think if you're tired or you're thinking oh I just have to focus on what I'm feeling here so that I can get more aroused so because I'm tired so this can be faster or whatever you're thinking versus that exact thing breathing together and opening your eyes and connecting spiritually and emotionally and then physically where it is a lot more meaningful where you're talking and sharing and taking your time and and being present mm-hmm because that's that's a hard thing to do is to up your presence during sex. Well, especially if there hasn't been a pattern set for it. It'll right. Feel like, well, that's oh where gosh. that's where you start. That that can yeah. be the initial 
entry into the discomfort we're talking about. Exactly. Is just, I'm just going to try to be more present. Well, and guys ask what to do about ED, you know, when they reach this point, all of a sudden they're all soft. Well, that's a huge correlation between your comfort with being genuinely intimate and your ability to stay in your power to really go in and penetrate the situation and, and your wife and your your world. So it's all a fabulous exercise in, in standing in your power and, and being present and enjoying the beauty of, of what can unfold and what is right now, not what's attached to your story. And experiencing the power of somebody else. Yeah. Because somebody else who may or may not fully embrace you the way you want to be embraced, accepted. I mean, there's so much, like you said, so much meaning that we Well, I, I just come across, I, what comes to my mind is the guy that's got um, the erectile difficulty, either... He can't get an erection or sex is over so fast that it's it's not a physical thing. It's a mental and emotional thing. And so one of the things that you can do to start to change that dynamic is experience the power of, of yourself and someone else in that connection. You know, one of the advice I've read before is have a time where you're laying beside each other naked and Husband, your job is to satisfy your wife with your fingers. Mm -hmm. You know, just massage her, but basically you bring her to orgasm with your fingers. And while she, while you're laying beside her, she can massage your penis to erection or not, but it's not to ejaculation. It's just about her. And so you take the pressure off of, oh, I have to now perform. I'm just going to focus my efforts on her. And she can reciprocate to a degree, but it's mm -hmm. it's not about it's let go of the attachment of an outcome of simultaneous orgasm or even an orgasm for yourself, mm -hmm. and right. just focus on her and do that for several times, you know, several days, to just change your your mind and your emotional wiring, and you oftentimes that will shift it enough to mm -hmm. start to bring about positive results. Yeah, just the ability to change your connotation from a situation to uh, being disappointing and frustrating and focused on your performance to being a, a time together that's positive right. can absolutely override what has, you know, become so huge in your mind of, of failure. So that's right. really good advice. Because most of eroticism that we think of is tied to something. It's attached to something. Right. But I think what we're discussing here, what it's kind of evolved to, is mm -hmm. making eroticism non-attachment. And actually being attached to each other, but not an outcome. Yeah, I was going to say, we're exactly to each other. And that that would change everything for lots of people, I think. Yeah, I do too. And to be able to celebrate that whole energy that you have that is erotic for the lower desire spouse who's just feeling uh, tired or stressed and in, in asking, well, how can I feel sexually 
alive and excited about sex when I have this and this and this going on. I wish you would flip that somehow and say, how can I continue to just struggle and feel horrible when I have this fabulous love life and this connection inside my own house with this person that stood at the altar with me, that's committed to forever with me? How can I be so unhappy about everything else when I have all this going for me. Okay. So celebrate that. Let, let me ask you this, Gina. Because mm-hmm. you're a woman, have been your whole life. Exactly. So, Except when I was just a little girl. Okay, fair enough. If <laughs> Are you the type of woman that can get in her mind with the what you're, what you're talking about here, where you kind of get in a funk? I mean, you talked about you had 14 years of it mm-hmm. in your marriage. But now, at the state you're in now, are you the type of woman that can be in her mind with the to-do list and the whatever it is that's just kind of an overwhelming sense of things that have to be accomplished to feel good and secure and okay about you Mm -hmm. that can turn that off and engage with Paul? Or what do you think would happen if you were to unload some of that with him? He makes a move. He brings up the idea of sex. You're not feeling very sexual or sexually charged at the moment. And you were to just kind of say and own the stance you're in of, I'm just, I'm interested possibly, but here's where I am. And you kind of unload that to him. And it's not that he can fix it. Well, he would try to fix it. Well, that's kind of a guy's state. (laughs) But you could even say it as much of, hey, I don't want you to fix this. I'm just telling you where I am. Right. That would then possibly lighten the load. Because there's something magical about when we share our burdens with another person, when we share what's going on. Yeah, I think that's really fair. And um, Would that help you? I mean, you think that would work for women? Um, it depends on the context. Okay, because like, I mean, I'm, I'm a guy, so it's one of those, I could have this overwhelming stuff going on in my life and Pam walks by and flashes a breast and everything else going on in my life just shut down. Oh, that is so remarkable. <laughs> it's one of those I like, know. I'll oh, do that to Paul because I know he's stressed out. It's like, hey, boobies. Yeah. <laughs> wow, really makes him happy. <laughs> if he were to flash me, it would not have that same effect. <laughs> no. Ew, honey. Ew. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so um, uh, all of that, the answer is yes because I know – that no matter what's going on, I love that space. Like it's like a vacation. It's like getting away. It's like just let's let's just get there. Even though the idea seems like a big jump from where I am. So to be able to say to him, man, I I usually have to just say it. I want to connect, but I'm stressed, or because he'll because okay. my energy will be uncomfortable. And like yesterday, he said, "Why do you keep sighing?" <laughs> Okay. I said, oh, I think I'm feeling anxiety. I'm agitated. And so that's a, a good time for him to ask, well, what do you need? And then we can go from there. Okay. So otherwise, basically, his his initial response otherwise, instead of asking, he's learned to ask, well, you know, what can I do? He's learned to move into it because everything in him wants to just dart out the door. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. She's being prickly. Yeah. So... We've learned that. Well, and that's where that mm. that idea and counsel I've given before of, you know, just being more honest when you're in in inner 
in exchange modes with each with your spouse of yeah you know hey the subject of sex or the subject of whatever but sex is the best i mean it's a sexy marriage radio so let's just keep on the subject <laughs> you know it's it, it shifted in pam and i's marriage where i would bring it up and it would get shot down and i would right. bring it up and it would get shot down and it shifted when all of a sudden she did the whole i'm not at the moment right but i could be wooed or I think I could come around to it later today or, you know, it's, it's kind of, it shifts. And in a guy's mind that shifts to rather than ain't no way it shifts to challenge challenge. Yes. Problem to be solved. <laughs> I can do that. You know? So it's like this whole, what do you need? Can I draw mm-hmm. you a hot bath? Can I right. get you a glass of wine? Can I turn on some nice music? Can I take the kids out of your hair and ship them off to grandma's? Can uh, I, yeah. you know, or whatever it is that, cause then it's all of a sudden now you're in a, in a sense, you've started to work towards a similar goal together. And, and there's always going to be the risk that one or the other is on the whole different track. Sure. That someone's, you know, that this isn't going to go well. Yeah. So you have to be willing to risk that. Yep. And that's, that's the idea of where the more you can come to grips with the fact that what you're asking for is all you're risking. You're not risking your entire identity. <laughs> yeah. You know, what you're, you're seeking ri- is, is what you're risking. That's it. You know, I'm seeking yeah. sex with my wife, so I'm risking that. I'm not risking my marriage. <laughs> with well, it, and you're or not. my identity it, as a guy. Somebody wrote and said, if I, we have sex every day. She says, we have always had sex every day. And she said, I could have the worst stomach ache. I could be sick to my stomach. And he'll still say, so what? Which they haven't, and they're dating, and it hasn't been that long. And I think, oh, this is a bad, right. this, isn't, this is not a good long-term relationship. But in his immaturity, I would put this out to all the married guys listening. When she refuses him, he he consistently responds with, we never have sex anymore. Oh, okay. That's such a true statement. It's like Liar. <laughs> so avoid those hyperbole when you're feeling hurt, you know, just, Hey, it's just right then. It's not your whole entire history yeah. and it's not your identity. Yeah. And that's hard to, you have to kind of grow into that. You do. Cause I think that what he, she described of her boyfriend is the undeveloped immature. Yeah. And then you have to grow into the, right. the fact that as you get older, things don't always work the way they once did or it takes longer or instances occur where you kind of lose it, you know, and it's just this whole, well, can you still be okay? Yeah. And from a female point of view to the guys that worry about that, that's when sex for a lot of couples becomes so much more meaningful and more nuanced and slower and more romantic. So just let go of that, Mm -hmm. you know, shame or, or guilt and enjoy what you've got. Yeah. And the number one counsel I give the kid, to kids. Hello. kids the number one counsel i give to couples <laughs> that i that i have worked with specifically on their sex life issues is slow down exactly and without fail that is the number one counsel i give well we've talked about the fact that most sexual encounters happen once a week and five minutes from start to finish yeah so that's really pitiful. absolutely slow down slow down enjoy the time together enjoy everything about the encounter together and make it all day. I mean, engage her mind, his mind early on. 
you know, and yeah. make it make it something that you you both are looking forward to, or you both are interested in, or you both are kind of leading towards. Yeah, and along those lines, learn to enjoy the mundane stuff throughout the day that's not even tied to sex. Mm -hmm. The more you are in touch with your senses and stuff that you enjoy and some passion in life, the more passionate you'll be in the bedroom. Exactly. I mean, that's that counsel we've given on this show several times of mm -hmm. if you've got a boring sex life, yeah. it's likely because you have a boring life. Yeah. So advice to the erotically challenged. If you have a erotically challenged life you probably have an erotically challenged sex life <laughs> so but eroticism is the same thing as adventure and risk exactly and taking chances not being afraid to fail you know all those kinds of things that happen every day in the business world and in other mm -hmm. areas of your life outside of the bedroom mm -hmm. so there's a way to possibly up the eroticism too Just take some chances Oh man, absolutely. Live, live, follow some dreams. Yeah. Do something big together. Exactly. And it'll, it will increase things in your life, in your, in your bedroom. Yeah. Look at it as a power of agreement that can create something absolutely supernatural. So sure. look forward to it. Well, that's just it. The beauty of marriage and the beauty of married sex is that you get to go on a journey with someone else that takes you places you cannot go on your own. I believe it. That's such a beautiful thing. So celebrate that erotic energy. Rise above your erotic challenge and let us know how it goes. Absolutely. Come see us at sexymarriageradio.com. Have a great day. <laughs>